Hello, my friends. This is Paul Drockton, and this is the Smartest Men in the World radio program. And so-called simply because if we don't have the answer, we will find it for you. Long story short is we're going to talk about Revelation chapter 16. We're going to talk about the Antichrist. There's been a lot of speculation about that. We're going to talk about uh, what happens to those that take the mark of the beast, which right now is uh, almost upon us. And uh, we're going to get into uh, who the Antichrist actually is. And I'm going to show you enough reasoning that I think you're going to agree with me. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, first of all, in the last program, it talked about the second global government forcing people to take the mark of the beast. And as I stated yesterday in yesterday's program, we are going to see this happen probably here uh, in short order simply because uh, that's the progression. I mean, look, they started out with the virus, right? Two-week home confinement to keep everybody safe. And now it's turning into, well, we got to make sure people have the antibodies, right? For this virus that has basically been less severe than viruses of years past, including the one that uh, hit us last year. And so now, as we head into this, uh, uh, we continue along this path, what we've seen is they pretty much decimated the middle class, and they're moving people towards taking the mark, taking the mark of the beast, which, as I said, uh, I believe is going to start with your immunization records uh, on your hand, stamped in your hand as a microchip, and uh, you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have it, or travel, or do anything else. So, Moving on, um, let me share this with you. I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways, pour out your vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. So here's the thing. These people think they're going to escape simply by taking the mark. Now remember, the mark comes with an oath, and that oath is going to mean you're going to have to literally swear allegiance to Lucifer and to his kingdom. So you have to openly rebel against God. And the second angel poured out his fire upon the sea, and it came, became as the blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. We're talking about everywhere. The third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Now, think about it. The entire world, right? We're talking about a global government where I don't know what percentage of the people, but are going to swear allegiance to Lucifer when this world belongs to Jesus Christ. That's open rebellion. And it's done out of fear, so I don't think they share the same condemnation uh, as the devil. But I know they're going to—they're they're, going to be sorry they—they—they—they they, uh, they, they made the mistake they did. And I heard another out of the altar say, "Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments." And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. We're talking extreme heat; we haven't even experienced yet. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him the glory. And the fifth angel poured his vial upon the seat of the beast, 
and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. Now, if you go through this, this is pretty similar to the judgments that God poured out upon Egypt when ancient Israel was being held as slaves. So, clearly, this is uh, this is a pretty serious judgments we're talking about here. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it can any any more extreme than this. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they repented not of their deeds. So, you know, in the end, what Satan does is he blames God, you know, for uh, our decisions, right? We make a decision. I'm texting on my phone, I'm driving my car, and I cause a car accident. It's not God's fault. That's my fault. I wasn't paying attention. The same thing holds true for those individuals that took the mark. I mean, in the the end, they knew what they were getting into, and yet they took the mark anyway because they were afraid. And the point is, is that uh, don't blame God when you were the one that made that choice. You know, life is filled with pain. We're all going to suffer pain. We're all going to die. We can't be driven by just pain avoidance. I can't live my life trying to avoid pain because you know what? You're not going to. You might delay it, but you're never going to avoid it. And believe me when I tell you, it is so much better to die uh, as a result of persecution than it is to die from the judgments that God's going to pour out upon these people. And it goes on and it says, The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. So he's basically saying that... uh, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief, blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So, basically, when we talk about these three unclean spirits, right? One, of course, sent forth by Satan, one raised up by the beast of global government, the second beast of global government, and the third raised up as a false prophet. Now, I am going to uh, propose a name for you to research, and you can check and see if this is right. Maitreya, M-A-Y-A-T-R-A-Y-A. Maitreya is an interesting, uh, it's an interesting, I'll call it a movement, I won't call it a character because it's actually a bunch of people. Um, there's a gentleman named Benjamin Cream, who uh, is an avowed Luciferian, or was an avowed Luciferian, and also funded by the United Nations. And Benjamin Cream put together this organization called CARE, I think it's CARE.org. And if you go there, you'll, you can read about Maitreya. Now, Maitreya um, is purportedly... The God of every religion. So he is Jesus to Christians. He is uh, Buddha to Buddhists. He is uh, the great Mahdi to Muslims. So every major religion. And that the website tells you all this. And this is funded by the United Nations, which we know is a precursor and actually was one of the governing bodies of the first beast. And now it's going to uh, play a role in putting together the second beast. So the point is, Maitreya is the Antichrist. And if you go to the website, it talks about he can appear in one place on one side of the world and then appear on another 
side of the planet. And then it goes on and it talks about how he can uh, leave a rainbow image on people's uh, window panes, right? And so, of course, these are all manufactured. I mean, in order to carry out this deception, it's going to take a lot of people that look alike. And so they'll have one person maybe uh, fly into Los Angeles, right, where he puts on a show. And then another person's already positioned over in Pakistan where he can put on a show. That's how they're going to play this game, my friends. Because remember, these people don't have any real power. All they do is they have the power to deceive. They're like the magicians in uh, Pharaoh's court. They don't have any real power. All they have is the science that they know and the ability to create illusions. That's what this is. And that, my friends, is why people that take the mark are going to be so ashamed is because they're going to realize they were deceived by something that isn't even real. There's no real threat unless we create it. Again, death comes to all people. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Look, I've been through the, the experience at least three times of passing from this into the next life. And I can tell you every single time, it isn't that big a deal. You know, you and I, we see the person as they go through it. But the reality is, um, the Lord is merciful, you know? I mean, he really is. So really, death is a moment. And then, you know, you're you're over on the other side. And, you know, if you live a good life, things are good. So don't be afraid of it. And pray and ask the Lord to bless you to be free from fear, because fear is your enemy. It's an evil spirit. And trust me when I tell you, it is the warden of your personal prison. So, going on, we talked about Maitreya, right? We talked about the uh, beast of global government, Satan, of course. And then it goes on and it says, and he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon, which you've all heard about. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this right now. So I'll tell you what, I'll cover this in the next uh, radio program. But I think right now, I think this is good for today. And just remember this, just remember this. Deception comes through the eyes and comes through the ears and it comes through the carnal thought process. And if you can literally get inside your head and push out the darkness and let the light shine, then you, you can be free, truly free from uh, the temptations and from the uh, deceptions of the devil. Now, I'll talk more about that in the future program, but the key really is to cleanse the inner vessel, my friends, and don't compare yourself to other people. You know, I don't care if someone has a billion dollars. What good is it? You know, you're not going to be able to buy your way into heaven. And in reality, there's only one car you can drive. You can only live in one house at a time, right? You can only marry one person at a time. Long story short is there's no benefit other than, you know, just as Solomon says, vanity. And that's the illusion of life is that, see, we're given choices. The choice is faith and freedom or fear and slavery. Those are the only two choices we have. You know, people that uh, struggle with addictions, they're slaves to their addictions. People that struggle uh, with other issues are, are slaves to those issues. If you struggle with fear, you're a slave to that emotion. The, the greatest gift you can ask from God is to be free from fear so that you can make the right decisions. 
and that he might guide you in those decisions. Jesus Christ said, I am the Prince of Peace. Remember that. He's the Prince of Peace. So if it's the peace you want in your life, you got to go to him directly, to him directly in your prayers. There isn't anybody else that's going to be able to to uh, to help you but him. He said, I'm, I am... Uh, I, I employ no servant there, meaning that uh, there isn't anybody between you and him. So don't let there be anyone between you and him. This is Paul Drockton. This is the smartest man in the world radio program. God bless. Have a great day.